Welcome to the Big Black Clock Podcast, the risk-tickling world of virology, brought to you by the dynamic duo of two Montreal watch enthusiasts. Enjoy dad jokes and bed puns as we deep dive into new releases, trends, reviews, and everything watch-related. Now sit back and rest assured you'll have a good time. Oh, it is time. It is officially today, tonight, the last day of spring and the start of Soma. Oh yeah, is it also the longest day of the year today? 21st of June, I think I so. Know. I think it depends where, where you live. On planet Earth. Well, then in that case. Oh yeah, well, then obviously, yeah. Obviously, <laughs> stupid. I don't know, I think so. But it apparently is. it's like 10.57 or 10.58, depending on what website yep. you see. That's the start of spring, or the end, end of spring and the start of summer. And that is also exactly the longest day, I think. It's ah, the, okay. the 21st. I think that's what the, the change is from summer solstice to... Did you watch Die Hard with a Vengeance? Because he had a really long fucking day. <laughs> That's nice. Oh, you know what Jack Bauer in 24. He had a really you long know, day. In you those know shows. who also had a really long day, Kevin? Bill Murray and Groundhog Day. Really? It's true. Uh, yeah. It's true. Yeah. Or that guy in uh, Tom Cruise in uh, Edge of Tomorrow. Yeah, that was a pretty long he had day. a very long day. Kind of stressful. You may never notice I watched 24 and Jack Bauer like... Everything that they would discover to be like, oh yeah, that thing is like, oh yeah, it turns out it's a kilometer from here. Like, so they just like, he would immediately be able to be there. It is true. Eh? You'd just I, be like, fuck man. Everything like, oh, where's our nearest terrorist thing? Right there. Wait, we would need a, a, a they would need a scientist who's able to do this. Oh, just so happens he's up the street. It's <laughs> true. What, eh? fuck? what is this street? <laughs> the whole, the the whole season is basically everything happens on like a two block, within a two exactly. block radius. Everything they ever needs. Exactly. Where's the airport? Oh, it's right here. Yeah. <laughs> Behind this it just so happens. <laughs> it just so happens that it's like the same taxi driver named Charlie driving him around. He's like, "Man, you having a bad fucking day there, Jack?" <laughs> yeah, he's also the ro- rocket scientist part time. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> Whenever they need Back to dissect something, yeah, yeah, exactly. All exactly. right. So what were that? Now, last week we had um, what was it again? Last week it was the the travel roll episode. So our yes. best watches for the travel roll, and we I can't talked about. I the, forgot the Tiso PRX. 35 and the Rolex Daytona. Uh, but this week, we're just going to go through some of the the uh, releases that uh, we wanted to to share that we saw in the last couple of weeks. And where I think we were, we chose some things that were a little bit, maybe not as popular that we saw online, but worth talking about and caught our attention. Not and, and there were others that were really great, but these were, I'm not sure everyone's talking about it. And I was like, hmm, that's interesting. So maybe we just we give him a little shout out on the the episode today. Yeah, and we want to know which uh, releases you, uh, piqued your interest as well. By the time this interest was this uh, one was done, and I saw Dimitri's list before the episode, and I was like, "Oh, that's cool," because I did read up on it. One in particular that's very insane, especially with the word "force." Um, but um, yeah, it's gonna be a lot of fun. But before we jump into the releases, let's do a wrist check. What are you wearing, Dimitri, this week? So I um, I put my mine Hudson Sangual edition. Took it off the bracelet and I put it on the CWC. Uh, it's like a light gray NATO. It kind of almost looks like slate, but it is gray. I think it works super well with this watch because it's all stainless steel. The bezel is also stainless steel, and it just it just blends, I think, nicely w- with the design of the watch. It works uh, great, I think, and it's it's awesome to wear it now in the summer. It's it's I just transformed this watch into a, an excellent summer watch. I like the way you say blend with your accent. It's great. It's blend. Uh, yes, exactly. It's, it's really it's, not how I say it. It's like. I it's think like, you have like a version. A there's like a filter in your ear that hears my voice differently. No, no, no. Because the way you podcast again, you hear the word every blend. time you try to like say how I say things, you always sound like a villain from like a Arnold Schwarzenegger movie. What do you sound like? <laughs> <laughs> like who are you? Like hello. I have been expecting exactly. you, Mister Bond. Yeah, exactly. You're not. Uh, you're, that's who you sound like. You're yeah. like you, you, you're gold. You're yeah. You're Goldfinger. You're not uh, Pierce Brosnan. Was he the villain in that movie? Bruce Brosnan? Your octopus. In Goldfinger? Your octopus. No, he wasn't. Yeah. Oh, fuck. No, he wasn't. He was in uh, GoldenEye. Who's the villain in that? That's That was you. That's the Sean Bean. GoldenEye, yeah. yeah. He's not even Russian. Fuck. <laughs> He's British Dimitri, in that Mishkin. Yeah, but everybody, every <laughs> actor who ever plays Russians, they're always, especially like in the movies from the past, they're always, they're never Russian. Whenever they want to play a Russian guy, they find somebody from like Czech Republic or Slovakia or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now it's Czechia, actually. Czechia. 
What are you wearing? All right. I am wearing this week my new Seiko Alpinist. I want to pull up the, I don't know the, ooh, by heart. This is the Laurel Alpinist. I spoke about this in episode of past. It's the one we changed our mind on. Okay, so it is the Seiko Prospect 1959 modern reinterpretation of the Seiko Alpinist. And the model number, exactly. SPB245, no? I think you're right. You probably are. SP- I'm just checking if you're listening yes. to me. If you I am, I am. The Sunburst Alpen is green as the SPB 245. So yes, this one's great. Real Explorer model watch. The green on it is doesn't even need to grow on me. You know why? Because, and I think I might have discovered the, not the issue I took with green. This one, and you said it yourself, Dimitri, when you saw the picture, you said it's so dark, it almost looks like it's it's black, right? So because it's so subtle in the green, right. It's, it's oh, yeah. it, it matches with a lot more. It doesn't make me go and pivot to another watch that's there in the morning when I'm putting something on. I have to say, I love everything about this watch. The proportions, it's 200 meters of water resistance. The, the strap is really nice, supple, uh, black, lustrous strap. It has a great, I want to say like the Explorer feel, but it's a really like sporty and yet elegant. And that, I, that's what I want to show you when you see it because you'll see the clasp, you'll see the lustrous of the strap, you'll see the case has polished and brushed and you see the dial itself has a lot of, of like um, size because it doesn't have that compass in the bezel, in the rotating bezel. Because of that, it really does have like a dressy, but yet very sporty feel because it's 200 meters of water resistance, screw down crown, no nonsense, 6R35 moment. So yeah, that's what I'm wearing this week. And uh, I I just looked up at Nomon watches. Yes. They have it on sale. There's a discount now. It's at 789 Canadian dollars, uh, which is for our American friends is probably around 600, maybe 550, which is... Excellent. I think for that watch, because you're getting the 6R35 movement, I think, right? If yes, it is. Yes. In this one. And it's a, it's a really good package for that price. Um, it's hard to find something better. Let's just go, jump right into the releases. Do you want to go first? Do you want me to go first? Sure. Uh, let's go. I'll, uh, I'll start. I'll mention the one that uh, the one you read up on that was that cra- has the crazy oh. name force in it. So this watch, it's by this brand called Micro Mill Spec. It's a Norwegian brand that was founded in 2019 in Oslo by Henrik Rye, who is not new in the watch industry. He's had over 10 years of experience in, in the watch industry. He was joined by Anders Draj, or I, I'm not sure exactly how to pronounce it, I'm sure I'm butchering it, who is the lead designer. And they also have a third member uh, of their team who is also a member of the Norwegian army, and his name is actually classified. So we don't know. I don't but wait, know are you, is his name... His name is. Anyways, like I'm not allowed to know it, or is his name classified like, like Macklemore? No, it's not like Macklemore at all. It's, like a one person just, name. It's not, it's, it's not. His name is not uh-huh. listed. Let's say the so this brand. It's a relatively small brand. They what they do is that they specialize in kind of made for order watches for the military emergency response units, and they've been making. Uh, have never really been making those watches yet available for the general public. They have just recently partnered up with the U.S. Space Force to produce watches for them. And interestingly, this is also the first time that they're making uh, watches available for civilians. Another fun fact is that U.S. Space Force also exists only since 2019. So at the same, they started at the same year as the uh, micro mil spec. Now they're about to release the two versions of this watch. One of the is the mil spec version. It's the, it kind of looks like a, you know the popular integrated bracelet watches of today that everybody's obsessed about, especially me. So it's a PVD coated stainless steel case, 42 millimeter and uh, 12 millimeter stick. It's specifically chosen to be like this because it's, um, it eliminates all kinds of glare. It also comes on the PVD-coated bracelet. Similarly, it's matte in kind of in the way it looks, and it's not. There's no glare at all. Hundred meter water resistance. It does have kind of like an integrated bracelet, but it's it's more of like an integrated Mm -hmm. bracelet style, as well as different rubber straps options. Right. What I find cool about this watch is it does look unique. It it has that tooly but also classy look for me. You know, it features Celita SW200, Sapphire on, on both, but and the civilian version, uh, unlike the PVD coated, it comes on a stainless steel, like full stainless steel bracelet and uh, the case, and it has an open case back to show that Celita SW200 movement. So both of them have 20 millimeter lugs, so you can kind of change for NATO, different types of uh, bracelets you want or straps. I'm not sure if a NATO is going to work well because of the design. It has that like a hexagon, or what is it? So it's hexagon? 
or octagon. The screws? Maybe like an octagon. No, the shape of the case is more like yeah, an looks, uh, octagon shape. Yeah. It's um, the the lugs are curved down a little bit. Mm-hmm. I mean, kind of why it gets that little integrated bracelet uh, shape. So I'm not sure if putting anything custom other than whatever the the watch is supplied with will actually look good on the watch. It will sit well, but you know, one could always try. This watch is available for fifteen hundred dollars US. The only thing is it's the civilian version is the only one that's available that's in full stainless steel and it's only available to US citizens. You when you go to the website and you want to pre-order, you kind of be you, you either are US military or you are a US citizen when you choose the options. I haven't to be honest gone further. I'm not sure how much they check. Maybe they just maybe the difference is that they just don't ship to uh, any other country. <laughs> so like anybody from the US could buy. They make you spell a word. I don't think <laughs> imagine <laughs> You spelled it correctly. You don't get the watch. <laughs> yeah, I'm just kidding. <laughs> and um, so yeah, fifteen hundred bucks US, so uh, close to a two thousand dollars Canadian. Celeris W two hundred, two hundred millimeters water resistance. It's a pretty cool watch. I think it's interesting that this is not a brand that makes watches for civilians. It's the first time they're doing this. I w- I'll be very curious to see it in person. I think it's an interesting kind of design, but at the same time. You know, the fact that it is a micro, like a mil spec for the U.S. Space Force, the shape of the watch, it doesn't really make it more Space Force-like than any other, let's say, watch. Yeah. I wouldn't, looking at it, I would never be able to guess if I didn't know that this is for the military. It's very so elegant. My, yeah. And I think my my thoughts on that. So I have a few things. So first of all, to anyone out there, I wasn't saying that they had to do with American spelling. I'm saying that Americans spell words that Canadians spell differently, like the word color or the word home. What's the other Milk, ones that we use with a shape? What? <laughs> All of those words. No. <laughs> Table. <laughs> but we spell color with a U. We, we spell, I've seen tonight, T-O-Y-N-N-T, you know. How do you um, spell freedom? Just or, that's, that's what I meant. The same. Exactly. <laughs> um, so that's the first thing I meant. The second thing, I like when you said it's a very dressy tool watch. We should do an episode on dressy tool watches. I think that'll be fun. Thirdly, the name is is what attracts you. you know, this the the official like a space force watch. But what I think this watch means is that there is no shortage of people who really like. Uh, and you said it doesn't speak. It doesn't say space exploration or space. You know, assigned watch or whatever the case may be. It is because it it carries that. So I think that is the there is an interest. There are people who like this, and I think that is the the appeal of this watch. So again, that name, uh, what's it called? The the full name there? Uh, well, it's Micro Mill Spec. Um, micro Mill Spec. It's, exactly. the, it's the brand name, but it's it's just a it's a mil, Micro Mill Spec for the U.S. Space Force. Amazing. Well, the um, the one thing that I forgot to add, obviously on the dial, you can see there's an interesting there's an interesting pattern on the dial. You can tell that it is for the military because it says. USSF, uh, I think. Yeah. yeah. And also, there is a, uh, I think they have engraved the motto, the motto of the US Space Force that's Sempre Supra, which is Latin for always above. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I think it's pretty cool. Like, I don't know, $2,000, it's, it's not little, I think. But no. seeing that watch in person. But it's cachet. Yeah. Like, seeing that watch in person, I think if you see that build quality, that I might change my mind. But it, it looks pretty cool. It does. Five year warranty. Good for them. Good for them. I like that. That's a very good first watch. Thank you for that, Dimitri. Oh, you're welcome. I'm- I will continue on the integrated bracelet uh, look, so to speak. Citizen, again, is back. What happened was in 2008, they had released the Series 8 mechanical models. So these were only released in Japan. And then they finally made it in like 2020. They finally released them in uh, North America. So what's interesting about the Series 8 is that that's a little bit of their higher end uh, watches we're looking at multiple thousands of dollars but we're looking at the, some of their higher end movements higher accuracy movements higher level of finish build quality um, this is what this series is all about it finally has made its way here and then we this continues in the vein of the integrated bracelet so there is now this series 8 880 mechanical in the blue and black which i guess you can call a batman gmt watch so what are we looking at here it is 40 millimeters wide, 11.7 millimeters thick. It has a textured dial with a date and it is a proper GMT uh, movement. So what that means is that you're able to independently set the hour hand of the watch 
and not the GMT hand. And so you're able to change the date going forward and back and being able to change your local time wherever you're, you're traveling and keep your home time in that GMT hand. The models are a touch bigger than their less complicated predecessors. This one comes in, so I'll correct myself, at 41 millimeters across, 13.5 millimeters thick. I think that because it's rather, it's larger at 41, 13.5 may seem thick. My isotope is 14, 14 and a half, and it doesn't sit that thick. But I think this is because of the automatic GMT movement that carries with the exposed case back. It's powered by the self-winding caliber 9054, which can also be manually wound. It is accurate to 20, uh, plus 20 minus 10 seconds a day. So way outside of cost certification with a 50-hour power reserve, high beat, 4 hertz movement. The GMT hand can be set independently to the hour hand, meaning that the, the eight, these 880 mechanical watches are able to show the time in three different time zones simultaneously. There are two versions of this watch. There's also a root beer limited edition version, reference NB6032-53P. And this variant claims that the frosted dial calls to the mind patterns of light and shade created by the long autumn grasses illuminated by the warm glow of sunset. This is blingy, and I like it. I do like this GMT uh, watch. So the more geometric patterns on the black and blue bezel, the Batman, uh, I didn't say the reference before, the NB6031-56E. And they also have Pepsi version, the NB6030-59L. So they say that it's inspired by the skyline of Tokyo at night with countless scrapers and windows of different sizes, creating a modern twist on a traditional check patterns long used in Japan to represent prosperity. Whatever, <laughs> in terms of how they describe it. You want a yeah. Batman? You want a Pepsi? <laughs> you want a root beer? Pepsi. You want integrated bracelet? You want high-level, uh, high-quality Japanese finishing? Uh, this could be uh, the watch for you. The root beer is limited edition at 1795 USD. That's MSRP. You can get it cheaper. And the other two, the Batman and the Pepsi, come in at 1695. So what do these watches represent in general? Based on, Dimitri, you've been sharing, it continues on the integrated bracelet phase. I think what we've seen in the first half of this year is that that craze is still not uh, finished with. We saw the 12, we're seeing continuations on the PRX, we're seeing a lot of integration, the Alpina, Alpiner, uh, Sports, we continue to see integrated bracelet watches. So this one, what do I think of it? I think it's nice. I think why not? It's not trying to be a Pepsi. It's it's not it's not it's an integrated bracelet. It's feeding off what people like. When you see modifications of watches, this is the kind of watch that people uh, would modify towards. If it's anything like the other Citizen Series Eight that I had in terms of quality, this could be a very very potentially nice watch to add in your collection. Really, as a Citizen or as a, a Citizen watch, I really wish I could see these in person because I think it could change our mind a little bit about Citizen. Um, so yeah, that's my first pick and uh, really like it. It's pretty interesting. I, I can't say that I like it from pictures. Root beer is definitely not for me. I do like the other two. Uh, it's, I like the, the integrated bracelet style design. Again, like if it's, a, let's say, a higher tier watch from Citizen with a true GMT, the level of finish would be interesting to see. I'm curious. And uh, it's funny, like you said, how would they describe their dials, right? You could just pretty much think of anything that's like a complex pattern. 100%. And like, yeah, we were inspired by that. 100%. Nonsense. <laughs> it, doesn't, it doesn't have to mean anything. It just has to sound pretty cool. But uh, very nice. Uh, the, the one thing that also I've noticed is that the clasp is quite interesting. I don't think I've... Maybe it's, maybe it's common for citizens. I just don't look at them enough, but... It's like a butterfly clasp, but it almost has like buttons yeah, on the side. Get you to deploy it, uh, triggers. Yeah, absolutely. And anti-magnetic resistance up to sixteen thousand amperes per minute, which I'm assuming is a good number. Right, it's more than five. Sixteen thousand? It's not great. <laughs> it's normal. I guess, like you know, when we're looking at it, there's a mil gauss, and there's forty thousand amperes per per meter is like half is five hundred gauss. So this one was what sixteen thousand. 500? But it's oh, amperes, 16, per, yeah, amperes, amperes per, per minute? Yeah, 16,000. So 40,000 40, amperes per meter is half. I think it's, is gauss. It per, it's 500 think gauss. It's per minute. Let's just double check that. Yeah, it is. Uh, it's amperes magnetic field strength. It's amperes per meter. For some reason, I thought it was per minute. I assumed yeah. it was like radiation or something, where it's like the amounts per minute that uh, it's the strength of the magnetic 
uh, field. Yeah. Interesting. 16,000 amperes per meter in Gauss. It's 200 Gauss. Okay. So the, the just to give you an idea, the Omega Seamaster that's at the magnetic is 15,000 Gauss. <laughs> Right. Wow. My yeah, God. Then, what is it protecting you against? Like, there will <laughs> the be nothing collider. to protect. Yeah, exactly. Like, if you get into this environment where you, there is so much magneticism, there will be nothing left to protect. The watch is the only thing that's going to stay. Yeah. And my Milgauss was 1,000 Gauss. The other was 15,000 Gauss. Like, what the fuck? That's crazy. Yeah, it's nuts. It's nuts. All right. So, go ahead. You're next. All righty. So, my next one is actually the only one on my list that's not um, an independent a small brand. It's from Longines, and they have recently updated their very, very popular line of their GMT called Spirit Longines Spirit Zulu Time. Initially, this was in 42 and released last year. Now they've updated that line, releasing basically the same exact watch, but in 39 millimeters, which is, I think, fantastic. Mm-hmm. So uh, it's also a little bit thinner because of the size. So it was 13.9 millimeters thick before. Now it's 13.5. It's a true GMT watch that now comes in the 39 millimeters in five different color waves. The name Zulu, it comes from a historic Longines dual-time zone watch that was released in 1925, years before, let's say, travel or travel time watches were released by most other brands. The term Zulu time itself is the alternative description of Greenwich uh, mean time. And Zulu is a word is a word in the phonetic narrow alphabet representing the letter Z and is referring to zero hours. So that's kind of the Zulu. I thought it was the villain in Ghostbusters. Zulu? Was it Zulu? Maybe. I mean, it could be both. There is no the only... No, it's only Zulu. Zulu, yeah. It's Zulu. Zulu. Sorry. Yeah, Zulu. It, it is Zulu, yeah. There is the, there is the only Zulu. Zulu exactly. <laughs> so this watch, it uh, features a jumping GMT hour hand, cost certified, uh, caliber L844.4, so it's ETA based, it's ETA A31 L411 base, has 72 hours of power reserve and silicone hairspring, full ceramic 24 hour bezel, applied Arabic numerals, date uh, window at 6 o'clock, available on leather or stainless steel, also 100 meters of water resistance, super luminova, and it's a 3.5 hertz movement. Comes in five different colorways. The three, let's say the most common ones, are black, blue, and green and also has i think i'm not sure if they're two limited editions but they are kind of gold versions with root beer style like uh, and, and uh, patina a little bit and root beer so black with like patinaed color like the let's say pastel yellow with a root beer bezel i love this watch because it's a three thousand dollar us so four thousand dollar canadian true gmt from a very well respected and historically significant brand that's been lately producing amazing mm. watches and all of the color choices, I absolutely love. Like, they look amazing. The black one with the matte dial looks fantastic. The blue one is like a dark navy with a sun ray dial that kind of changes color depending on how you look at it. Also gorgeous. And the green is, is looking excellent as well. The gold actually is real gold in the bezel and the crown. That's the first thing I would say. This watch, why is it so incredible as well? Tudor needs to pay attention to Longines. Because I think this watch is just incredible. And it steps up and I think it, it's, it's a home run. Because it doesn't look like any of the other GMTs that are those popular ones. It is so well finished, is well executed. And now I think they've hit that perfect size at 39. Uh, because they had the 37 millimeter Spirit, which was like the, this lineup, not the GMT, as the, as the pilot's watch. And they also had the larger one in 42. A little birdie told me, the Longines Legend Diver, is coming out in 39 as well, shortly. So pay attention to that. I'm, I'm really interested in that because I love a compressor watch. And maybe on that note, I can go to my second pick, which is a compressor watch. So the brand is Maurice Lacroix. Um, it was launched in 1975. So it is relatively, I would say new. You know, it's It still hasn't hit its uh, 50th anniversary, but it's getting there. It's owned by an Asian-focused uh, market conglomerate called DKSH. It began, uh, the story of Maurice Lacroix began in 61 by Desco von Schutless AG of Zurich. The parent company established in 1889 and was trading company in silks and Far East agent for brands like Viterna, Certina in the 60s, adding Jaget Le Coute, Tag Heuer, or the Marpiguet soon after. Uh, 
So essentially, most of their business and what it seemed to have been is does very well uh, in Asia. In 76, the brand was introduced onto the Spanish market, spread around the world the following decades. decades. Uh, the final market to be opened was in the United States in 95, so it made its way late into North America. This company as well, from a distribution perspective, also controlled Gerard Perigo in the 80s, but sold their stake to director and uh, general manager Francis Besson in 89. That was the predecessor to the Macaluso era for GP. So in 2001, Maurice Lacroix became a unit independent of the former parent company uh, because they sold the distribution rights for Maurice Lacroix. And DKSH purchased the entire brand again in 2011, including its manufacturing operations and not only distribution. But the world financial crisis forced them to offer Maurice Lacroix for sale in 2015, but it never sold. This is my understanding. So, yeah, that's currently... Because nobody wanted to buy it? It seems that way. So, they actually have done some pretty remarkable things as well. They developed their own manufacture Calibre, uh, and they make some really nice watch. They made a buzz recently, again, with the integrated bracelet a few years back with the Maurice Lacroix Acon. But they participate in competitions such as Only Watch or One Watch, whatever one it is. They have some really spectacular uh, movements they have pieces in the $10,000 range that are just remarkable as well. Rafi on the episode shared a timepiece as well uh, from them. What was just released by them, uh, very interestingly, came out from their... Uh, it came, it, the, the watch I'm talking about is the Pontos S Diver. So it, the first generation was launched about 10 years ago in 2013. So it's a dual crown layout. It has an, a compressor style case. So it's not an actual compressor. It is a 300 uh, meter diver. So definitely a proper full rated uh, diver. It is. I don't know if it's ISO specified. This watch comes in with an integrated rubber bracelet. There are three models within uh, this collection. Uh, there is a white, black, and for the first time part of this model, a bronze um, example uh, that is part of the collection. So the bronze is different than the others in the sense that it is a limited edition. So the two stainless steel models have either black dials with orange accents or white dials with blue accents. And the bronze version is fitted with a dark blue dial matching bronze rose gold colored text and luminous markers. I have to say of the three, the bronze is uh, my favorite, not because of limited edition, but it is just quite stunning. Well executed. The case comes in at 42 millimeters of diameter, thin fixed bezel framing the sapphire crystal above the dial, solid case back, six screws to help create six 300 meters of water resistance. Right-hand side of the case resides the pair of crowns. Crown at three, Saint-Maurice Lacroix to operate the movement. Crown at two, features an accenting ring to match the specific colorway on it as well. And it's used to turn the internal rotating timing bezel. So I think that this watch is actually quite stunning. I am a fan of compressor watches themselves. I have a vintage Wittenauer, which is the old Longines imported to the US, a super compressor um, from the 60s. It is just quite beautiful. These watches as well come in quite beautiful as well. If you talk about a dressy tool watch, this definitely can go up that alley. You're looking at 300 meters of water resistance, but they're quite elegant looking. They have a Salida SW200 custom rotor with decoration. So you're looking at a 4 hertz high beat, power reserve of 38 millimeters, uh, 38 hours, sorry about that. You can't see the decoration through the closed case back. They have rubber straps, but you can also find other uh, canvas straps or even leather straps can be put onto this watch, all in for sale directly from Maurice Lacroix. The official retail price is 2050 USD for the stainless steel and 2600 for the 500 piece limited edition bronze version. Um, I do think for the steel ones, you and even the bronze one even is limited. Knowing Maurice Lacroix should probably be able to get these at a little bit of a discount, probably on the gray market or something of that sort. That is my release. I think it uh, looks great. Looks like a chronograph pusher on the side and I really like that with the color... Um, the color that's there, but yeah, I, I I really like it. It's pretty cool. I I've never been a huge fan of compression divers in general, and bronze just doesn't like. I haven't seen a bronze watch that I wanted to own. I don't know, bronze doesn't do it for me. Mm -hmm. But uh, it, yeah. I really like the one that has a black dial because that, like you said, it has. It kind of looks like almost like a you know when I was in high school. I don't know if they still do the same thing. They they people used to carry the. 
stopwatches, but like yeah, machetes, of course, yeah. Stopwatches. Uh, Russian-made machetes. Uh, stopwatches. It kind of had like one huge button on top, and that makes me think of that a little yeah. bit, like that pusher. Uh, it's a yeah. pretty cool design. I haven't, we haven't really oh, yeah. looked into Maris uh, Lacroix much. I think in terms, we haven't had an episode but dedicated. No, to we them. talked about the Acon. Yeah, yeah. It, it reminds me a little bit of the IWC from the early two thousands compressor. I think it was called the Aqua Timer. I'm not sure if that was the exact name, but the IWC compressor from the 2000s, you find that, you'll be like, oh, it looks like that. So for anyone who's a fan out there, you'll, you'll see that. But there definitely is. We're just talking about the Longines Legend Diver as well. This is the type of style and for a fraction of the price of what a real compression uh, compressor diver is. So, And just for people who may not know, there's it means it's a spring compression, meaning as you continue to descend into the water and, 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 and descending atmospheric pressure, the watch feels that the case will continue to compress in order to maintain water resistance as it continues to, to feel more pressure um, surrounding the case, uh, increasing the water resistance. So that's the, the technology of a super compressor. So I think Christopher Ward has one for like 2300 bucks, um, which is the affordable you're with one. Now or for you have a vintage one, eh? Have you ever tried putting it into water at all? No. <laughs> <laughs> it's on a leather yeah. strap. No, there's like, no, 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 absolutely not. All right. Um, it's, it has to be inside of a different watch if you want to put it in water. <laughs> Another diver, yeah. Exactly, inside, inside <laughs> of a G-Shock, yeah. <laughs> so my next one is a brand that I just learned about. I have never even heard of them before. Uh, this is a brand, it's, a, it's an independent watch brand from Australia. They called Bozell. They are over 10 years old. They started in 2011, and they're from Sydney, Australia, founded by Christophe Hopp. The name Bozell is comprised of words beyond Australian elements, which is what they, they decided to use as the name. They also kind of specialize in making mil-spec watches. Like in 2015, they were the first and only Australian brand at Basel World. Then in 2016, they worked with Sydney Opera House to make their first watch. and Not Bozell's, but Sydney Opera's house first watch. Uh, same year, they started the joint venture with, uh, I think it's Flinders. Uh, God, anybody who's from Australia listening is probably going to be upset if I mispronounced it. So it's, uh, they partnered together with Flinders University in Adelaide and uh, they formed Australian Advanced Manufacturing Company where they developed a proprietary metal which was used in the watch Trero Australis and that watch was worn by their global ambassador, Dominique Purcell, who uh, he was wearing on the show Prison Break. I was about to say Dominique Purcell. Yeah, that guy is uh, is in the vampire in Blade. Well, they all are, but he's a, he was one of the, he's a mean one. Yes. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Even Blade is a vampire. Everybody's Fuck. a vampire in Blade. <laughs> but he hates them so much. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah. Yeah, sorry. Everybody's a vampire. Yeah. <laughs> so they... <laughs> Uh, so stupid. <laughs> <laughs> they have been making watches for the military and expanded to um, US, France, Japan, and also are selling online in 40 plus countries. So it's a pretty decent sized brand. It's just that somehow I, it's avoided me. And I've never even, I don't even know other, honestly, watch brands from Australia. They just released the new Sydney Diver Endless Sunrise collections. That is their most popular line. It's like a mil spec diver. Uh, I think it's Sydney Diver in general, but the yeah. Endless Sunrises collection, it features four different color variations and they all are inspired by, let's say, Australian oceans and sunrises and swimming, which apparently uh, Australia is surrounded by. The colors are yellow, orange, blue, and white. There's a few interesting, really interesting, cool details on, on, on those watches. So first of all, like it's very bright, very summery, very cool, I think. It reminds me, the case shape reminds me of a marathon. But again, it's a mil spec, right? So the crown guard is basically like a whole case shape. is just protruding and covering over the guard. They all have uh, superluminova, but the version in white, the dial is, all of the dial is superluminova. And to make sure that you can still see the, the hands and the markings at night, the hands and the markings are black right. with no superluminova. Like I think the outline of the hands are still superluminova, but right. the markings are just black, right? Where the whole dial is, is, is lit up at night. These watches are 39.5 millimeter in diameter, 47 lug to lug, and 11.6 thick, only, only 11.6 thick, and that is including the double-domed sapphire crystal, which the crystal itself is sticks above the bezel. If you look at right. it uh, sideways, solid screw down case back, 200 meters of water resistance. Another cool design 
is on the crown itself. Rather than just putting a logo, engraving it on the crown like you know most brands do, it has a small clear capsule with sand particles from Christoph Hopp's home uh, beach in Manly, Australia. It's just, you know, pretty cool gimmick. Dials are, like I said, yellow, orange, blue, and white. The It's powered by Celida SW200, 4 hertz, 38 hours. I think uh, Celida SW200 is a movement in a lot of watches that we're talking about today. All four of them come both with a stainless steel and orange rubber strap. The bracelet features a Milanese mesh design and uh, articulating end links at the lugs to give more flexibility. Every single watch of them is limited to 100 pieces because they do kind of like micro mil spec they do it's not a limited edition per se they do limited production yeah small batch it's it's exactly mm-hmm. and you know i think they're still available they are 1200 usd or 1580 canadian dollars you know i think this watch is for obviously adventurous you do a lot of say activities outside this watch it makes me think of the marathon navigator that case style so it's like that fiber shell pilot style case but this one really does a a diver's bezel with 200 meters of water resistance Great quality to this watch is what I've uh, I've read about it. I haven't yet to see one in person, but comes you know great reputation. Definitely a small and niche brand, so good on them. One more thing I'll add, and I, I think I didn't, uh, is that the watch itself, the case and the dial, it's all matte, sandblasted stainless steel to give it more of a, like a mil spec rugged look. It's pretty nice. It's it's pretty unique, I think, in in terms of design. I don't know if I would pay fifteen eighty Canadian dollars for that. I got to see it in person. It's unfortunately the problem for me with a lot of independent brands that I've never never seen. Right? I'm a lot more easy to purchase brands that I've seen, especially the one we saw in New York. But anybody who's new, I'm always a little bit kind of scared, weary of what am I getting for the price that I'm paying. Mm. So the next brand that I'm going with is a watch brand called Elka. E-L-K-A. So Elka was a brand that came out just last year, it had a successful Kickstarter campaign. So if anyone who might recognize that name, it's because there was a watch brand, we'll call it the No Longer Exists, from Amsterdam that had the historic Elka name. It was founded in Amsterdam in 1877 by Eliezer Kiek, the inventor of the tactile watch for the blind and watchmaker to Queen Juliana of the Netherlands. And it had opened a Swiss brand, a branch in Chateau de Fonds. But in the 70s, like everything else during the quartz crisis, it uh, disappeared. There is a new brand that came out in Kickstarter, uh, opened by a gentleman named Hakim El Kadiri. He had worked for the likes of Hamilton, head of product management, and Rado, so um, positions in the Swatch Group. And uh, during the pandemic, he decided it was time something to change, and he came up uh, with the idea to open his own uh, watch brand. And he had used uh, the name Elka, actually because of his name, Hakim El Kadiri, And that's the nickname that he uh, carries. So they had a successful campaign. Came out with a very 60s, 1960s inspired, how can you call that, an everyday dress watch. Uh, They had two series. They had the D series, which was just classic dress watches of mid-century with baton markers and whatnot. Then they had an X series, which you see was a more of a pilot, like a B-dial type of, uh, of, of uh, instrument uh, timepiece. Very beautiful watches, wonderfully finished, and they were using the citizen now owned La Jouperet movement maker. So they just came out recently, fast forward to now, with a new collaboration with Ace Jewelers called the Diversity Series. So they came out with four different typographies to the same watch. The watch comes on a beautiful blue sunburst dials and has one watch with Arabic numerals, one with in Chinese numerals. And then the last one is, so there's Western Arabic, Eastern Arabic, Chinese, and Hebrew numerals. These watches come in quite beautifully finished, quite beautifully made. They are definitely on the, I would say the dressier side. So even though they have that like pilot B-dial numeral layout, the finish is definitely something of a dress watch of which uh, they're going for. I love the fact they call it a diversity series. So if it's something that you're into and you want to get the Eastern or Western Hebrew... Into diversity? No. <laughs> no not. Thanks. Not at all. <laughs> no <laughs> exactly. diversity. Yeah. 
Beautiful watch, high quality approach inside. Like I said before, then their last one, they continue with the Le Jouperet is the G100, a high beat providing 68 hours of power reserve. This is a great, I would say, everyday dress watch. Nice, clean dial. No date movement. It really is no fuss. And uh, I think, you know, in the day and age, creating something that calling it a multicultural collection, you know, you can't go wrong. So 10.8 millimeters thick. 46 millimeters lug to lug. There's no bezel. This watch is is quite, quite beautiful. You can get, there are 25 pieces per dial variation. I wish they had made more and not made it so limited. But I think because they're in collaboration with Ace Jewelers, it's going to do very well. They're available for 1,620 euros, including VAT. So um, for us, if there was, if there would be no, no VAT, so it would be a little bit less. Oh, I didn't say it's 40.8 millimeters uh, in diameter. So um yeah I think that they're they're a very nice watch yeah I uh wish wish that more dress watches were being made by these new brands I think it's tough to make a nice dress watch I wish there were more dress watches uh, being uh, coming out instead of another diver or sport watch it's hard it's a it's an interesting question actually as a new brand that you want to get out of the market you kind of you kind of have to go f- with what's popular and you know, divers and now integrated bracelet watches is the thing that's popular. Maybe dress watches just don't have the same kick, let's say. Not as a first. I think they're also harder to make dress watches out of the gate. And you know, I find that the ones who are making dress watches are always like the high-end boutique watchmakers. The people come out and they're like, yeah, make you a ten thousand dollar hand finished everything, like a Dornbluth and Zon, and you see like or Jaeger Benzinger Arnold and, and Son. All of these incredible like or the uh, Moritz Grossman. I mean, like... Uh, Moritz Grossman. Gro- and, and you know failed. what? Like, we yeah. decided to do this episode specifically about new releases because there's been a lot recently and we it's accumulated. Yeah. We haven't been talking as much uh, about new watch releases. But as I was looking for them, like I kind of tried to not necessarily avoid, but I, I only... It doesn't pique my interest to talk about watches that are... Forty, fifty thousand dollars $50,000. It's great that, you know, no, to talk about maybe there's an interesting complication. But... I think in general, and I mean, in our podcast, like our interests are maybe closer to the things that are available to more people. And specifically, independent brands are, you know, trying to make their way through. And sometimes they offer really, really awesome value for the money you're paying. And yeah, like, look, I just saw Singer came out with the Singer Reimagined, just came out with a new 38 mil. But that thing is amazing. It's also super expensive, but it's fucking nice. Yeah. Singer makes amazing chronographs. So you have mono pusher chronographs. It's just, Anyway, but I don't think that that's where we wanted to focus our, our discussion. Yeah, exactly. As, yeah, I'm looking at this watch. The other thing I would mention is, uh, like, I, again, as a dress watch, the the polish, the high polish is so nice on the case. And it's going to suck so yeah. much, like, after a month of wearing it, when you start, start seeing scratches on it. it. It's like looking into yeah. a mirror. It's it's amazing. Unless you can buff those out. Yeah, buff them out. Yeah. So your before last or your last one? My last watch, actually. Yeah. So this is another smaller independent brand uh, called Nezumi. It's a Swedish brand which has been around since 2011. The name comes from a Japanese folk hero, Nezumi Kozo, who was stealing from the wealthy samurai to give to the poor. Kind of like Robin Hood, but from Japan. The driving force behind Nezumi Studios is a Swedish designer, vintage car and watch lover, David Campo Cardenas. As almost all watch brands do, because you can't really reinvent the, the wheel. They take inspirations from a lot of iconic, famous watches and then kind of make their own designs. So Nizumi is doing just that. And I think maybe there's a connection with uh, Robin Hood and uh, Nizumi Kozo, meaning you know they kind of look through a lot of really famous watches, see design choices and perhaps you know, put their own spin on them and apply them when creating their own. Specifically why I mentioned this is because this watch, it's a GMT. It's not a true GMT. It's a GMT using the the new Seiko NH34, which is the same one that Seiko 5 uh, GMTs are using. So unlike the, uh, let's say, the true GMT, this one has an hour hand that jumps forward only. And it's a 24-hour hour hand. It's not, you can't, uh, let's say, independently control hour movement front and back. Hmm. That and I think that the way they do it, it kind of splits that uh, that complication with the date mechanism. So one way you move it, you control the uh, the hour hand to move forward, and the other way you control the date to move to adjust the date. Yeah. Uh, this watch, it's um, 
stainless steel, interesting design. Why I mentioned the borrowing or maybe be having inspiration from very famous brands because the lugs are very unique. They're called liar lug design, inspired by the lugs of none other than Omega Speedmaster. This watch has a 24-hour scale engraved on a fixed stainless steel bezel. Again, very unique, I think, design in hands. So it has a huge, like, like massive GMT hour hand, skeletonized, but also a long tip at the end of that hand. Yeah. So make sure you don't cover over the, the actual indices that you're looking at the time. Syringe style hour and minute hands, as well as Arabic numbers in the 36912 layout. Chapter ring as well in a 24 hour military scale. As um, the, the owner of this brand mentioned that design for this watch was actually made eight years ago and they've, never, they've only now completed it. It's a brushed 40 millimeter case in diameter, 47 lug to lug, 13.55 thick with a double dome sapphire crystal. A very manageable 20 millimeter lug width, so it fits a lot of different straps options. 200 meters of water resistance as well. Like I said just before, it has a Seiko NH34 movement that has a 24 hour GMT hand. 40 hours of power reserve available in July. There are uh, different strap options. And it's only going to cost between 470 and 570 Canadian dollars, depending on the strap options, which is, I think, really good. And it's competitive if you look at you know, the pricing of Seiko's. Also, maybe you get a bit of a better quality than Seiko and uh, obviously an interesting, unique design. And the last thing, all of their watches are assembled and tested in Germany. I think it's pretty cool. I think it's great. I've, ever, I've read a lot about Nozumi. Very Swedish in terms of the, the colors, I find. Just the way that they're a little bit matte. They're not very bright, but they're colorful. Does that make sense? It's Blue almost like yellow. A, yeah. Yeah, they're colorful, but they're not bright. And that's uh, something I find that's like very Swedish, very in touch with that design. Um, because they're not trying to be vintage either. The other thing about it, if you read Nizumi, is well, well beloved by watch enthusiasts for the bang for buck and you get in quality. Why spend a lot more when you can get so much bang for buck from these these um, from this brand. Hundred percent. And also, what I think they're also not pretentious watches. They're fun, and they try to be fun, and they're not pretentious, and and they're they're really enjoyable, and they're for watch geeks. So, yep. put on the Zumi, I really like. And that. they also have a, a chronograph watch that's uh, released in the past. But uh, again, anybody interested, highly recommend going to the website and seeing what they have. It's pretty interesting stuff for very very affordable price uh, that. I think could be a really good option for somebody in their watch enthusiasm thinking into starting co uh, collecting independent yeah. watch brands because it's not a huge investment and uh, you know they are really interesting pieces. A lot of upside, absolutely. Let's go to Croatia. Let's go. Let's go. Bring your tickets and a passport. <laughs> Flip flops. Watch brand kind of went dormant the last couple of years, but the, uh, the brand is called Marnot. It is a Croatian design micro brand opened by a gentleman diver named Mario Hutronic. So he was quiet, like I said, in the last couple of years uh, as he was out in Asia, but now he's returned back to Croatia, opened the brand again, or just like giving it, I think, a little bit of, of attention that it needed. They're taking off from their initial watch, which was the Dark Surge 300 Diver. And what made this dive watch, I say all of their watches in the specific design language, is that you'll see that there are 46 or 47 raised indices all over the dial. All of them as well filled with C3 Luminova. So under the, the light, it is actually very, very beautiful. It's based on, and as a diver, when he's in the Adriatic Sea, he had found a sea urchin. And the exoskeleton of the sea urchin is what inspires this specific dial. So I think I liked the Dark Surge. It wasn't for me. It was something new to see in terms of that dial. But now they're coming out now with a dressy dive watch, which is the safe harbor. So the refinement of this watch changed. They had a 41 millimeter diver that, that I was talking about, the dark surge. And now they're going to refine it and bring it down to a smaller 39 millimeter C-shaped case. So this comes in with a double O-ring crown, 100 meters of water resistance. Uh, the safe harbor is really an everyday uh, dress divers or dress tool watch it's not a diver's watch there's no diving bezel but it's inspired by a diver made by a diver for all intents and purposes this has 100 meters water resistance so you can use it for everything that you want to do without the timing bezel it has a, a salita sw201 and what i think is really great is that he's also opened up in croatia a small shop to showcase 
their watches. So it'll give you a, a chance. They only have two in the collection right now. The Dark Surge is available on their online store, and you, or if you're in Croatia, you can go see it in Split Croatia. The Dark Surge has a retail price of 814 US dollars, but the Safe Harbor 100 collection is being prototyped, and it should release in July. But from what I see in the picture renderings, that watch is absolutely stunning. I really like the white dial with the with all the different uh, indices, the 46 indices. The other thing, which I find is very cool, and I forgot to actually mention this, on the dial, it has a little nuance that's interesting. It has the, normally where you would see Swiss made, it actually has the GPS coordinates of the location in Croatia. Uh, and I think that's a really nice touch a little Easter egg on the watch. And um, it's something I haven't seen before. The Dark Surge was interesting, but I really think the Safe Harbor knocks it out of the park uh, as the Dressy Tool Watch. Again, Dressy Tool Watch, maybe that's a good way to end this episode because we're going to... Let's do an episode on that. Definitely. And Dressy, dressy Tool Watch is interesting. It's interesting. There's, uh, it seems to be there's a lot of options, and especially from independent brands now. 100%. Uh, it's very cool. I, I do love the idea of putting the lo- uh, the longitude latitude on the, the bottom instead of the location. That's really yeah, cool. I think that's really great. It's interesting, brand. Like the website is very clean. Yeah, I would say, and clean in a good sense, meaning like it's very professional, super nice. Mm-hmm. I, again, obviously, I've never seen this watch in person, but uh, it's a very cool design. I, when I was preparing for this, I, I I had it on my list at first, but then I had to kind of pick and choose, right, so we can fit within an hour of the recording. Yeah. Very cool. Very nice. Croatian design. design, Swiss movement, made in Germany. There you go. Marnot. So one more thing I would mention is uh, I have finally purchased the, the, the Momentum C Quartz, the Magnum PI watch. Oh, wow. That we were talked about before and Kevin, you ordered it before. Uh, I did. But uh, it was sold out very quickly. When we interviewed um, the owner uh, of the company, the you know it was already past the time when uh, the pre-order was cl- closed and all of them were sold out because they do a limited production. Yeah, the production just opened. The pre-orders are just opened today again. They're still available. Obviously, I don't know if it's going to be and there fifteen percent the post this episode. And yes, it is true. So I just made my pre-order. It's going to be delivered in October. Looking forward to it. Me too. I also ordered the C Quartz uh, SQ30. Oh, nice. <laughs> oh, yeah, well. that one, yeah. Yeah, as, as like, the first one, I got to get the, the, the standard. That's the first one, one. yeah. I, I, got the, I got the C-Quartz as well. I, ha- I have my gonna flower pattern shirts, and I oh. am going to start growing my mustache. When are you doing that? Started it. I started it 20 years ago. <laughs> Can't you <Exactly>. see? <laughs> Just need to save money to buy my, uh, was it Ferrari Testarossa he was driving? Can't oh, remember. yeah. Yeah. Eventually, is a GMT, so you'll be and, in really, 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 really short shorts. I think. Yeah, yeah, he did really have his short shorts. Good. All right. Well, let's see. I can't wait to get mine. I'll get mine in July. I got on the bracelet. We'll see. Yeah, me too. Embrace it. So that wraps up the releases for this week. We hope you enjoyed it. Let us know what your releases you guys enjoyed this week. Be well, and we'll see you on the next episode. Cheers, everybody. Thank you for joining us this week. We hope you enjoyed the show. If you like our podcast, please make sure to like and subscribe. You can find us on Instagram at Big Black Clock Watch and through email at info at bigblackclock.watch. Happy hunting, and we will see you on the next episode.